0: two words with horses. You may have seen videos of dogs or cats pushing buttons that speak out loud in English. My name is Carmen and that's what I'm doing only with my horse. I've been surprised and excited and delighted by what Lyra has said so far and it makes me look forward to the future. Who knows what can happen when we give a voice to our horses. To another episode of Words with Horses. I'm going to call this one Words of Uncertainty because I have some uncertainty about what direction I want to go, what buttons I want to implement next, and uh, also some questions about how Lyra is using the buttons and what she's meaning by them. And there's just a lot of decisions that I am not fully ready to make and a lot of uncertainty, but I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to keep moving forward, just like uh, Happy Halloween, recording this Halloween weekend. And I haven't let that stop me from recording this podcast. So, here we go. Um, Last time I talked about how Lyra pressed, ouch, yes, because she had her hooves trimmed a bit too closely and she was in some pain, obviously. And I will say she's doing much, much better in terms of her movement. She's been trotting Uh, cantering, bucking, she seems to be in pretty good shape in terms of her movement. We play a game sometimes when I can tell she's feeling particularly energetic. I will just go outside the fence, we'll do that's protected contact when there's a barrier in between you and the horse. And that keeps everybody safe. And so what I'll do is I'll just grab some hay. I'll be on the other side of the fence. And I'll take off tearing down the driveway at a run. And she'll run after me and sometimes throw in some bucking and cantering and uh, just having a good time of it. And then coming to get the hay from me. So that's a game we play sometimes when she has a lot of energy. And it can be kind of fun. And she has been enjoying that more. So I can tell she's feeling a lot better. I have also been cleaning her hooves like super regularly, like twice a day, sometimes even. So I think that's helped also just keeping the mud from getting packed under there and putting any extra pressure on her sole, keeping that pressure on the hoof wall instead. And I think that's helped too. But despite all of those indications, one thing that's making me scratch her head is she's still pressing the ouch button. Um, the past several times when I've invited her to come into the shed with me and press a button, she will press ouch. And it's not like I'm giving her treats for pressing the ouch button. Sometimes there end up being treats involved or food involved, depending upon what button she presses and what uh, what I have her trained to do and how I usually reward for that behavior. But she is pressing ouch. So now I'm wondering if she has an association between the ouch button and having her hooves cleaned. And if now she's saying ouch, because she's like, yeah, let's have my hooves cleaned. Now I do give her a treat maybe uh, once or twice while I'm cleaning her hooves, depending. I used to give her lots of treats, of course, when I was initially training her to pick up her feet. I give her a scratch on the front of her leg and she'll pick up her own hoof and hold it up for me quite well. So uh, she's been pressing ouch. And so when she does, I take a look at her hooves and if they need it I clean them out and if they do need to be cleaned out I clean them out and I give her treats as appropriate so is she pressing ouch because she wants her hooves to be cleaned so that's a question I don't know if I have the answer to in order to even get close to that answer I think I need to give her some more buttons I really want her to be using that ouch button exclusive to uh, communicating pain. I would really rather it not mean other things. So that means I need to give her uh, some more buttons. If she just wants her hooves clean, I'd rather have her press something like help foot or foot help. I am saying foot versus hoof. I don't know why. That's just what I started saying verbally uh, quite a long time ago. And why change it now? I don't want to try to model a different word. So foot is what she's got. And that's the button that I'm thinking that I have actually given to her. So um, she doesn't have a, she didn't have a foot button or a help button when she was pressing ouch. So obviously that is what I need to give her. That's what I worked on uh, over the past week or two and yesterday I finally mounted the board. So how this works is my husband bought when he was at the hardware store. I asked him to look and pick up a board for me and he just bought a large like three by five kind of particle board. It's pretty thin. It's like a quarter inch thick and I drilled two holes in each top corner, top left, top right And then I used the universal attachment item available to anyone who has hay and horses, uh, baling twine. So I threaded through some baling twine, and then I have hooks screwed into the other half of her shed, and I um, hung that up. Now, actually, the most challenging part of this wasn't the board or the drilling or the twine or even screwing in the hooks. None of that was particularly difficult. The hardest part was getting that darn button to record the word foot in a way that I could even remotely understand what it meant. So that's one thing I will say about the learning resources buttons that I've noticed is it can be hard to get them to record a word, especially words that end with like a soft consonant, like an S or an F. Um, and it's also hard sometimes to get them to capture a closing hard consonant like a T, like as in foot. So here we go. We have both of those sounds involved foot, the soft beginning and the hard stop. And I was trying and trying, trying, and the button kept just saying, uh, uh, and my daughter was laughing at me as I was trying to record this over and over and over again. Eventually, by some careful blowing into the recording hole and leaving the recording going a moment or two after the hard stop at the end, I managed to get it to say something remotely sounding like foot. Maybe in another episode, I will press the buttons and record that and share those so you can kind of hear what they sound like. Maybe uh, the more expensive, slightly more expensive Fluent PET buttons would do a better job. I don't know. Though we have a new cat in the family, and my daughter has shown some occasional interest in button communication, I was thinking of maybe getting her some buttons for the cat, or who am I kidding, maybe I'd be using them with the cat. Um, Get some buttons for the cat, and get those fluent pet buttons so I can compare the two. I just know that the learning resources buttons are larger, and they seem more appropriate for a horse. And so far, in terms of their actual operation and durability, they've worked just great. So, moving right along, I, uh, I used the typical Velcro that I've got, and I placed the foot button uh, at the bottom right corner of this new communication board, which is going to be for the body parts and I hung that up so it's actually just to the left of her regular communication board, which puts the ouch button closest to the foot button. So that should be something that she can press. I also didn't realize the, the body board is actually longer, uh, or taller, I guess, than the existing communication board I have. So I could potentially add yet another row of buttons. Um, I even thought about maybe, gosh, I don't need that many body parts, and that might get confusing. Over time, I might swap so my core button board is larger, and my body board is the smaller board. Who knows? Anyway, I hung it up. I gave her a new button, and she pressed it once or twice just in experimentation. So I'll have to see if she presses it more as time goes on. And I, of course, started modeling pressing that foot button. So I will press foot, yes, and then clean out her hooves. So we'll see, we'll do that and we'll see if we can get her to be pressing foot instead of ouch. And I hope we can move that direction. So that leads to the question, what button next? I feel this need for all kinds of buttons to be added quite suddenly. So many topics. I've, I talked about some of them last episode, buttons for weather and such. So I'm going to list the contenders. These are all buttons that I've had verbal modeling before, um, a clear and present need for them as well. So the first I'm thinking uh, a contender is the help button. So I mentioned before that uh, help can be used, I think about it when she wants my hands to do something like giving her a scratch somewhere or uh, pulling hay out of her hay net, getting that started. She also has a hay ball that I pull some hay out of. And also things like uh, picking out her hooves, uh, help could be used for that also. So that's one option. Another that's come up a little bit more recently is the word halter. I'm probably not going to give her that one just yet, mostly because we haven't done a lot of verbal modeling of it. So her halter comes out when mostly when I'm going to take her for a walk outside of the pasture. I'll uh, put on her halter and lead rope. She does love to see it. She knows it means she's going to go out for a walk, which she finds reinforcing because we do a lot of grazing. And she's also clicker trained to put her head in the halter So it's a a friendly object to her, but I do want to give her a button so she can talk about it. And we can talk about putting on the halter, uh, halter yes, halter all done, things like that. In addition, I realized we're not going to be using the mask button very much anymore. Now that the weather's changed and there aren't any flies and we're going to be in the wet, yucky weather season, I'm not going to be putting her mask on her but I might put that halter button right under the mask button on the board because those are kind of this thing that goes on my head. They have a similar concept, so I might put it there. But the one I'll probably do next is going to be tail. And I'll put tail just to the left of foot. And tail will give us the opportunity to talk about something I know she asks for with body language, which is tail scritches. She loves to have her tail dock scratched, uh, around her tail scratched, the underside of her tail scratched. She likes lots of tail scratches. Usually I use these gloves that have these nubs all over them and she likes that because then I can give her great scratches without tearing the crap out of my fingernails or getting them all nasty and dirty and getting my hands all nasty and dirty. Not that I terribly care about that most of the time, but... Uh, it, it keeps my hands a lot nicer and it just does a better job than my poor thin fingernails do. So I like to put on those gloves and maybe sometimes I'll show her the gloves and then she'll be like, yes, she'll touch the gloves in my hands. And then when I, when I have the gloves on my hands, she will touch my hands with the gloves on them and then know that the scratches are coming. So we do a lot of consent pieces where I will show her the brush, she'll touch the brush and then I'll brush her. I'll show her the scritching gloves. She'll touch the scritching gloves and then I'll give her some scratches. But one thing I do sometimes when I'm like scritching her neck or something is she'll take a few steps forward and say, here, here's my butt, scratch my butt. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, no, I didn't really want the butt in my face right now. So I would love if I could give her a different way to ask for what she wants. And that's what I'm hoping for with tail, because then she could say tail scritches. And I do model scritches when she asks for that, but being more specific with tail scritches is, uh, I think, important to her because she mostly recognizes scritches as being around her pole area. So that brings her current total with the foot button up to 12. There's only one button she's never pressed, and that is is no she has never pressed the no button so that's that's kind of a little bit interesting i don't know when she would press it i have occasionally pressed no like if she asked for something like say she asked for play and uh we had already just done some playing and i'm kind of low on treats i might say no play all done something like that so i have modeled it but she has not ever pressed the no button. That isn't to say she doesn't refuse things sometimes. Like we go up to the communication board and she doesn't want to press any button she'll just turn around and walk away. Now, I'm just realizing as I'm saying this that when she turns around and walks away, I should be modeling the no button more often so that when she doesn't want to communicate, I can press no on the button board. And then maybe she'll get the picture and be able to say, Oh, you want me to talk and press a button? None of this is interesting to me right now. I'm going to press no and then walk away. We'll, we'll see if she gets that picture. And then if she can make more uh, frequent use of the word no, because I think refusals are really, really important. Um, and I definitely do allow them. She doesn't get punished for refusing anything you know, and even if there was an emergency, I would just find a way to make it happen. It's not like I would, you know, use a lot of punishment. I don't think it would be very effective. Um, so that is the only button she's never pressed. How many buttons am I going to have? I think there's room for 24 on her core board. And then uh, even more than that on the body board right now. And It was funny because my husband said once he was up really late at night. He's a night owl. So he went out and he sometimes walks down and says hi to Lyra and just takes a walk, looks at the stars. And he decided to go into her shed and see if she would be willing to press a button. And he stood there looking at all of the buttons, realizing that he had no idea which button was which word. Um, I The only reason why I know is because I'm the one who put them there, and I put them there one by one, and Lyra and I practice using them. So that brings me to a question, if and how I should be labeling those buttons. And I probably think I should. For one thing, there's going to get so many that I might get a little confused. There are a couple of the same color that are right next to each other, and I have occasionally gotten confused uh, about those. So having some labeling would be good. Um, But then that's kind of the next question is, who is the labeling for? Is it for people? Is it for Lyra? Uh, Who's it for? Can I make it for both? So I'm kind of trying to think about how to do this. And the idea that I have rolling around in my head is to see if I can maybe get some sticker paper that I can print on. And then for each button I would like to print some kind of very clear black and white icon because I think that would be easiest for Lyra to potentially see. And then maybe underneath it in some small type I could put the English word for the button. So then we could have both. Kind of a nice big symbol for Lyra, as well as some text for someone else who might be looking at the buttons. And then hopefully that will help us keep track. And, I, you know, my husband has asked me, you know, how many buttons are you going to have? Because I'll talk about this button, that button, the other button. He's like, whoa, how, how many buttons are you going to give her? Well, over time, probably a lot. But I don't like to give her more than one button a week, just to keep it really clear and to make sure that we're practicing that button and we're modeling and having uh, intentionality around that specific button. So as excited as I am to give her a tail button or a help button or halter button, I'll probably wait until next weekend to do that, we'll see how that goes. Now that I have the board hanging, it's way, way easier to just add another button. So, it took me a little bit to get my act together and get that other button hanging up, that other board hanging up. What is the the maximum that Lyra can comprehend in terms of buttons and remembering their locations and knowing those words verbally? I think she has a lot of what they call receptive language, which is when something is being said to you, you understand what it means. I think she has a ton of receptive language that we're just not aware of, or, you know, things like asking her to back up, or a lot of words that we use together. I'm sure she does understand them, words like ball. Um, I think she understands that word. Uh, She understands the word grab. When I have her grab an object like a ball or the rope that she likes to chew on, we use grab quite a lot. I don't necessarily think that there's a need for a button for each of those, but she knows a lot of words, so I don't know that I'm going to hit that limit very soon at all. Um, I think the limit will more be around how many different buttons and locations can she remember and how many different things will she want to communicate. Um, Though she has the button, she doesn't necessarily always feel a desperate need to run up to the buttons and say something. Usually I invite her to come communicate, and then sometimes she says things that are super interesting. But it's not like she's always playing with the buttons or pressing different buttons. So I'll have to see how that unfolds going forward. I did mention um, that when she pressed, uh, ouch, yes, that that was the first time she had pressed the yes button. But there's been another event recently where she has pressed yes, that I found pretty interesting. So I did uh, invite her to come press the buttons and we were at the end of a session. I didn't have the treats on me anymore. And so I was just asking her, you know, all done. Do you want, Hey, do you want Hey? And sometimes she will press the Hey button. So I totally expected her to press Hey. Um, instead she totally knocked my socks off because she pressed the button that said yes and I'm like whoa that's cool you haven't pressed the yes button before like in a response to a question so then I immediately pressed yes hey yes and quickly went over and got her some hey so I reinforced that yep that's what that means and helped uh, firm up that association in her mind which is pretty cool I'm also trying to teach her a body signal for yes uh, in terms of response to a question the actual nodding of her head lifting her head up and back down again and I'm hoping I can get that up and running as a response I know a lot of people teach their horse to nod their head yes as like a trick and then they'll just ask their horse goofy questions like you know are you uh, this breed or are you that breed or are you happy or do you like this person or that person? You know, things that I don't think the horse is understanding at all. But when I teach her yes, I want it to actually be communication if possible. So that when we're out somewhere and away from her buttons and I make some kind of offer to her, that she can say yes and it can be intentional. And I think that would be pretty darn cool to use the buttons and a trick to help give her a way to say yes more clearly to me. Now, sometimes with her body language, I can get that anyway, of course. If she, you know, turns her head a certain direction or away a certain direction, that's definitely a good yes or no indication. But I just like to have something that clear. That would be pretty cool. Uh, So we'll see. We'll work on that. I I was trying to teach her to nod her head by bringing her head down and back up again. And then I realized that was a little too challenging and a little too slow of a movement to move her whole neck. And then the videos I've seen lately of horses say yes. I'll have them lifting their head up a bit and letting it come back down, which makes a lot more sense anyway. So I'll be trying to teach her uh, the yes movement. And I'll be considering next weekend giving her the tail button. And we're going to keep practicing uh, using that foot button to mean it's time to clean out your hooves. And we'll see where we go with that. And I'll be paying attention to see if she presses that ouch button less as I give her other buttons that hopefully say something closer to what she actually means. So that is the current state of words with my horse, Lyra. Stay tuned and see where we go next and what we talk about. Have a great day, time, and I hope you're enjoying whatever kind of communication you do with your loved pets. Bye-bye.